0: Welcome to the Berman Golf Podcast, where we're helping golfers over the age of 60 increase distance off the tee so that they can hit shorter irons into the green. Yeah, baby. You can visit us at BermanGolf.com for more information. And get ready. This is going to be a fun one. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Long Balls Golf Podcast. Dr. Jake Berman, the originator of the Berman method of golf performance, specifically to help aging golfers hit the ball farther, improve ball striking, play more frequently because of Nagging aches and pains, slowing you down. Let's get rid of those. So essentially, helping you move your body better so you can hit the ball farther. That's how simple it is. The Berman Method focuses on helping you move your body better so you can hit the ball farther. I have not, I have still yet to meet a single golfer who told, would tell me straight up, I do not want to gain distance. I've met golfers who said, I don't really care about gaining distance at this moment. I wouldn't be mad if I did. However, my main complaint or concern is consistency or my back bother me. But I've never met a single golfer who's ever said, no, I do not want to hit the ball any farther at all. Because we all want to, right? It's an egotistical thing. Stroke that eagle, Ego. Real quick, if you haven't listened to the past two podcasts, make sure you go back and listen to those nuggets of gold in both of them. Two episodes ago, I was talking about my fitting process with TrueSpec, going through the agnostic iron fitting process. I won't get into that. Just go back and listen to it. And then last week, I talked a lot about how I've been interviewing these golf pros to come onto the Berman golf team and how i learned something that i had not been able to interpret or communicate in the way that i did from one of the pros that i was interviewing one of the days or one of the days in the past few weeks and it was just it was amazing to hear it said a different way and essentially confirm that yes i do know what i'm talking about I may not know the technical aspect, the way that PGA pros do and the schooling that they they go through, but I know the biomechanical aspect. And yes, it is very, very relevant. So since then, I was doing a little scrolling through YouTube. And just for fun, I went in and I typed in how to increase distance with the driver And I do this every once in a while, to usually to get a laugh, because it is just tons and tons and tons of videos, mainly from younger people who are talking about, do this trick to hit bombs with the driver, or this two-second tip will help you gain 30 yards in two seconds, or... Try this and immediately gain 30 more yards. And it's all these young bucks talking about these technical things that only a 20 or 30 year old at the oldest would be able to do. So I'm sitting here looking at these videos and just scrolling through them and getting a chuckle because this is my competition right now. Like there is nobody who is in the niche specifically looking at helping aging golfers hit the ball farther. Move your body so you can hit the ball farther. So it was kind of rewarding on one hand. But on the other hand, it brought up a recurring argument that I get in my office at least once a week, sometimes daily, where somebody new will come into my office day one, and they are just convinced If I could just get my speed up, the ball will go farther. If I could just get my club head speed just two or three more miles an hour faster, the ball would go farther. Man, right now I'm at 85. If I could just get it to 90 miles an hour, I'd be average and the ball would go farther off the tee. Not so fast, my friends. Not so fast, as in the words of Lee Corso on game day. It's not true. At least it's not true after the age of 60. You you might have the PGA world out there saying, for every mile an hour club head speed you increase, you're going to gain 2.8 more yards carry. Okay. Yeah. If you're 20 or 30 or if you have phenomenal technique or more importantly, if you have the right ball speed to go with it, right? Ball speed is the most predictive indicator of distance. It just is because it's it's combining the efficiency of the whole entire swing. Said differently, this is one of the things that I did learn or yeah, one of the many things that I learned in my club fitting process myself was Lauren said, you know, there's a lot of times where I will be able to put a club in your hand that you can swing faster, but the ball speed goes down, meaning that you've increased club head speed, but the ball speed goes down. And that's because the ineffic- it just becomes inefficient and you can't get the um, smash factor to do what it's supposed to be doing. So these are all very elementary words that I'm using because this is not my scope of practice, right? I'm a biomechanics guy, not a golf pro. So I don't even want to pretend like this is my cup of tea over here where I'm, I'm just trying to regurgitate what I heard, you know, what I interpreted. So this is what's important. It's so important that... The Berman method was based, founded, or come up, composed on the laws of physics. And if you don't know this story, the video is on my website on BermanGolf.com. It's when I was working with Ed Rogers. Ed Rogers is a general manager at Cypress Lake, or at the time of this recording, he is the general manager at Cypress Lake, and he was... At the time that we did these videos, I believe he was 70 or 72, something like that. Beautiful golf swing. And he had consistently hit it 230, 240 for years. He he never gained distance. He didn't lose distance. That's just how far he hit the ball consistently over and over again. And he would like to increase distance off the tee. So this was what changed everything for me. And I've talked about this a few times in the past, but I'm going to say it in a little bit different words today. Prior to working with Ed Rogers, I was convinced that speed was the most important thing because this is all that you hear in the YouTube world or the internet world or the golf channel world, whatever it is, the faster you swing, the farther the ball is going to go, especially if you're watching tournaments on Sunday. Oh, yeah, there's 130 mile an hour club head speed right there. Look at the ball just flying down there, carrying it 325. What? Come on, right? First of all, they're freaks. Don't ever compare ourselves to them because they are freaks. They are gods. We are mere mortals, right? We cannot compare them. It's like me saying... I'm going to drive the ball down the court, the basketball down the court and do a slam dunk like LeBron. Just because he plays basketball and I can play basketball doesn't mean that we're even close to the same category. So just because the people on TV are playing golf and you play golf doesn't mean that we're in the same category. They're 28 years old and they work out 48 times a week And you are 70 years old, and you might work out three times a week. We're not in the same ballpark. So, anyways, back to the story. This is what changed everything. So, this was we just got done building out a simulator room in my physical therapy office, and Ed comes in. He's swinging his driver, doing some practice swings in the office, and it looks great like this swing just looks really good. And I'm going, oh crap, what am I going to do to help improve this guy's swing? It just looked picture perfect. So his practice swings were beautiful. Then we tee up the ball and he hits the ball and the club head goes into my ceiling and we both kind of just shudder and like our knees buckle and we're like, what in the heck just happened there? And dust is coming from the little drop down ceiling and we're going, what in the heck just happened? And this had never happened to me before. I've never seen anybody do it. I've had multiple people in that simulator room swing drive driver full speed and nobody even came close to hitting the ceiling. And I'm going, I I don't know. I cannot explain it. So I said, I have no idea. Why don't we try it again? So he's doing some practice swings, and it took him four or five or six or seven practice swings to finally get up the courage that he was not going to hit the ceiling again. And I'm standing behind him, and I'm looking, holy cow, there's plenty of room between his club head and the ceiling at the top, or the apex way at the top of the swing through. I'm going, what just happened? How did that happen? So I said, I don't know. Try it again, Ed. So he tees the ball up, hits the ball, and the same thing happens again. Driver head goes right into the ceiling. Dust is coming down. We're both going, what in the heck? I I don't get it. What's happening? Long story short, I had to do some figuring, and I'm researching, and I'm running calculations, and I'm trying to make things make sense. And this is the only way on planet Earth that it makes sense, is that he did not have enough power behind his swing speed. So once the club head ran into a fixed object, the golf ball, it deflected the club head into a different trajectory. So it didn't stay on swing path after impact. There just wasn't enough power behind it. So this is what led me down this road to say that swing speed after the age of 60, swing speed is absolutely irrelevant without power. So I say all that to segue into this. There are only two ways to make the golf ball fly in the air on this planet Earth doesn't matter what age you are, what continent you live on, what golf balls you're hitting, what clubs you're using, whatever it is, there's only two ways that you can make a golf ball fly in the air. And that is by either using momentum to deliver momentum into the golf ball, or if you deliver power into the golf ball. Now, you got to bear with me. I know you're listening to this, so I'll try to make it as fifth grade reading level as possible so that you don't get lost. I've got this. I'm actually on chapter 56 in my book right now where I explicitly outline it and show you in words exactly what it is. So there's only two ways that you can physically move the golf ball on planet Earth, and that's by using momentum or by using power. Now, the thing that you need to realize is that speed is the variable in both of the equations, right? So speed is the variable in both of the equations, but more importantly, speed is not the, let me see if I can say this the right way. Let's just use the equation right now, momentum. So, there's only two ways to make the golf ball fly on planet Earth. You use momentum or you use power. Momentum, the equation for momentum, if you want to get the ball to go farther using momentum, you've got to increase the weight of the club or how fast you're swinging it. You have to increase one of those two things because momentum's equation is mass times velocity. It's that simple. If you want to increase the momentum that you're delivering into the golf ball so it goes farther, you have to either increase how heavy of an object you're using to hit the golf ball or how fast you're swinging the object in your hand to hit the golf ball. Now this is where it is extremely relevant for a 60 plus year old golfer. It should be no surprise that after the age of 60, you are not swinging heavier clubs. Everybody that's getting older is swinging lighter clubs. Actually, I should say 99.9% of people that are over the age of 60 are swinging lighter clubs than they were at 30. There's always an outlier. However, you guys should, under- you should get what I'm saying. Nobody's intentionally swinging these heavy-ass clubs as you get older. So, that's the mass. So, that number is going down. So, if that number goes down and your speed goes up, so you got a smaller number times a bigger number than what you originally have, the answer is still the same. You didn't do anything positive to increase your momentum, right? Make it simple. Let's use numbers. So, momentum equals mass times velocity. Let's say mass is 10 and velocity is 10, right? So, if your momentum is 100, that means your mass is 10 and your velocity is 10, because 10 times 10 equals 100. That makes sense, right? But if we're swinging something that is less heavy, meaning less weight, but we're swinging it faster, right? The answer is the same or worse, think about it. If your starting point is 10 mass, 10 velocity, so that means you have 100 momentum. If you swing something lighter, now you're gonna swing a five mass, but now you can swing it faster and let's say it's 15 velocity, you're not even as good as you you were with the original equation. That's 75, right? It's not even 100 anymore, right? So what is it? Yeah, 75. So if you're swinging something lighter, but you're swinging it faster, the ball's not gonna go farther if you're using momentum. The exact same concept is true for power. So the equation for power is, it is work, you know, how many muscles you're using divided by time. This one takes a little bit more, you have to kind of conceptualize this one a little bit more, but this is what's going to change everything for you once you figure this one out. Power equals work divided by time. So if you want to increase the amount of power you're delivering into the golf ball, you have to either increase the amount of muscles that you're using, so that gives you more work, or you have to decrease the amount of time that it takes to get from the top of the backswing to the downswing. That's speed, right? So it's essentially muscles divided by speed. How many muscles do you have working and how fast are you swinging the thing? So we already agreed that as you get older, your speed goes down. So, that means time is actually going up. The amount of time that it takes to get from the top of the backswing to the downswing is getting bigger. So, that means that the output or the power is going to be smaller. So, the only way on planet Earth for you to get the ball to go farther is to increase the amount of muscles that you have working to deliver power into the golf ball. It is that simple. And if I, I'm i sure I did not do a good enough job explaining this through words on a podcast. So if you don't have my book, email me distance at and I'll send you a copy in the mail now free just so you can understand this. Momentum versus power, page 56 through 57. It outlines it as clear as it could possibly be. A fifth grader can understand it once you see it on paper. The only way that anybody over the age of 60 is going to get the ball to go farther is if you use more muscles at the right time and deliver that power into the golf ball. It has minimal to do a speed. So now come back full circle to the, the video that I was talking about with Ed Rogers. The most consistent thing that I've seen over the past few years is we are gaining 10 yards with one mile an hour club head speed increase and if you go based off of the pga philosophy that just doesn't make sense because for every one mile an hour club head speed you should gain 2.8 yards well it's not true from what i'm finding because the only thing that we're working on is getting more muscles working to deliver more power into the golf ball so it's making the golf swing more efficient You're not swinging any faster or barely any faster. One mile an hour clubhead speed is not really faster, but the ball's going 10 yards further because we're using power. We're using muscles. So to wrap things up, when you're scrolling through YouTube and you're seeing these young bucks video after video saying, hit bombs or do this two-second drill and you're going to hit the ball farther Remember, they are preaching to a younger crowd. They're telling you to do something that your body is not physically capable of doing. And it's not right, it's not wrong, it's not good, it's not bad, it just is. So you shouldn't be trying to wreck yourself or getting frustrated by trying to do something that some 20- or 30-something-year-old kid is telling you to do. I'm glad I called him a kid because I'm 30-something too. So, yeah, I'm still a kid. But it's geared towards the wrong demographic, right? It's not geared towards my demographic, the aging golfer. It doesn't work for the aging golfer. So, quit banging your head against the wall. Quit doing it. Quit doing it. Work smarter, not dumber. All right. Hopefully I didn't lose you guys on this episode. Hopefully you followed along and I didn't frustrate you with trying to go into the weeds too much. It was just something that needed to be said. Really important. Go back and read that chapter in my book. If you don't have it, email me and I'll send it to you. Distance at bermingolf.com. Make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast subscribe to our YouTube videos, Berman Golf on YouTube. Check us out on all the socials, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest. I think we're even on Pinterest. We're everywhere. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, yeah! Thank you very much for tuning in this week. For more information, please go to BermanGolf.com. That's B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N, BermanGolf.com. And check out a ton of stuff that we have there. Or even better, go to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We're even on TikTok check us out everywhere. We've got tons of content going out every week. And please give us a thumbs up, comment on the videos, let me know what your questions are, try to shoot holes in this. I'll do whatever I can to help you out the best that I can. Thank you guys.